you are listening to OWC Radio, the official podcast of Outer World Computing. Episode 47, just another podcast that you'll never forget. Hello, everybody, and welcome again to OWC Radio, podcast number 47. This is your, I suppose, host. I always just take the lead. This is OWC Grant, and around the table we will go. Hey, I'm Patrick McGovern. I'm here. <laughs> Mike H. And Chris S. All right, going right into it. Today's the 22nd. Uh, we're doing this right before Black Friday, so I'm going to give you a spoiler alert. If you listen to the very end of the show, we will be telling you some of the deals that are coming out in our Black Friday, Cyber Monday promos, some of our own staff picks, etc. So hang on. Just listen to the rest of the yeah, now they're just going to skip and fast forward through all this stuff. No, no, there's great compelling content. Well, if you want to, it is a podcast, so go forward and come back. Yeah, there you go. So we, we I spoiled it. We encourage time traveling around here. Yes. All right, well, very first, um, <laughs> it's never a slow business and news day with Apple when they're doing revolutionary things and um, a day you would never forget. And, uh <laughs> He's he's sitting there chomping. So Beatles on iTunes. Uh, yeah, this is one thing that I'm I'm actually kind of pissed about. I'm not pissed that the Beatles are on iTunes. Let me tell you a quick little story. When I was a kid, my father and I didn't have the greatest relationship, and it was rare that we were ever really nice to each other. And I was about six years old, and he calls me up from work and says, Patrick, I have a present for you. When I get home from work, I have a present for you. And I got excited. Six hours, wheels are turning. I'm freaking out. I'm ready for my present. He comes home and hands me a shovel for the snow. This is exactly how I felt about this. I am pissed off. They said we were going to change the freaking world in a day, and you hand me something that I've already had to pirate because you wouldn't sell it? Sorry. That's not exciting to me. That's not world-changing. I'm glad that it's on iTunes. I'm glad that myself and my family can purchase it one track at a time rather than buy album if that's what we so choose. However, don't build it up like that because that is not game-changing. That's something you should have been able to do a while back. Well, the point on the on the quote, though, I believe it was from a Paul McCartney song or something like that. The whole thing was a quote, and the uh, the clocks lined up with them from the cover of their help. Uh, Still, no, they they, 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 they screwed the pooch that. on this. This no, they, they, they made it seem too big, and it's not that big. Congratulations, you can spend more money on us. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to give it up to the Apple uh, hype machine. I don't think there's anybody on the planet who doesn't know they have the Beatles on iTunes. <laughs> Hence, uh, what is it, something like uh, 20 of the top 100 songs or top 50 songs are Beatles songs. So yeah, being the first time you could buy individually. Week. Though oddly enough, uh, near the end of last week, none of them were really much above, uh, I want to say, about 20. Right, right. They didn't break top 10, so that must have really pissed off Steve Jobs. Good. He needs a spanking for this. But if you look at top albums, they're, almost all the albums are in the top 100 albums, too. So. I'm, I'm, I'm down with Patrick's sentiment because I was, to me, I'm like, so what? I've got every CD that they ever made, or or um, yeah, exactly. and, and, and yeah, I just not mentioning pirating. We won't. I won't. I won't or put myself some, up to lawsuits like Patrick. I, I have purchased in the, it in the past, so technically it's legal. Ah, okay, all right. But I guess I understand why it's a big thing to Apple and the music industry because what Apple went out and said was, here is arguably greatest band in the world no to hold the comments on that but the one that has touched so many lives in so many ways with so many songs and we got them to and i'll, I'll put some words Google. in their mouth to kowtow to our distribution method and so now you got people like acdc tool i mean okay yeah would really like some of their stuff from singles but like 
Angus, I think it's Angus Young said, um, well, our albums were always meant to be bought as a full, you know, record of uh, tracks, not, you know, one-offs, two-offs. But I think from Apple's perspective, what they're saying is, hey, look, world, we got the Beatles, or the remaining. Well, <laughs> or, they need, they or needed to beat Google and the Walmart music marketplace or something like that, or Amazon, whatever it was. I, I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm not yeah. saying I agree with it. I'm just saying I get why to them it was a big deal. Yeah, but you know what? Them pushing their ego in our face in that way is crap. Well, yeah, it would have been better if they had uh, just on Tuesday you were right at the Apple's website and they announced that the Beatles are available on iTunes instead of, yeah, we're going to change whole, your world or anything like that. The yeah, hype the was wrong. Hype the announcement was, was actually really big, but I think they shrunk the size of the announcement by overhyping it. You, know, you, you want to change the world? Give me the Jarvis computer system from Iron Man. That will change my world. <laughs> Being able to purchase the Beatles through you as opposed to yes, any other outlet is not changing the world. You know, for so our screw you, I don't want the shovel. Get me my damn present. For our listeners, Patrick actually could step in as a possible Robert Downey Jr. lookalike because I think he really wants to be in that outfit. It, look, he's oh, giving God, me yeah. the, the stink eye now. Like, dude, I am much more handsome than him. I don't I'm know what the goatee. I'm a lot uglier, man. <laughs> I'm a lot uglier. So you'd be more the silver arm than the Yeah, gold you want to see my mug? Open up the uh, the last few catalogs. I'm on the back in the... Uh, uh, was it the back cover? Yeah. Where they're showing off different employees saying uh, what products they like. So uh, you can see how ugly I am. Don't worry. I'm no Robert Downey Jr. Or there were some interesting tidbits found from uh, this Beatles launch mania, so to speak. I mean, um, I never would have guessed in a lifetime that uh, the Beatles were the number three selling artist in the last decade. Never, I would have said maybe top 50, top 100, but top number three. That's crazy money that they're going to make. And then also that um, I didn't know Apple had bought the rights to the Apple name from Apple Corps, and now they're licensing back the name to Apple Corps. Really? Yeah. See, I didn't know that news until this Beatles hype hit, and that's that's from the Wall Street Journal uh, article. I have to give all credit to that one. I can I can see the music, because I think, again, many of the songs are timeless. Um, my daughter's graduation from grade school, they sang, um, and it always gets me um, in my life. And now I can't listen to that song, because it's just very hard to see your firstborn grow up and uh so you know and that song is important to her now and she has it and she digs it and so you know i i guess i can understand why this kind of music will perpetuate i think uh indefinitely people will you know patrick will probably turn his kids onto it at some point and just yeah so you know i i get that and and so again they have some gorgeous marketing going on if you want to look at marketing materials if you're into that sort of thing for graphic designers out there Take a peek and see what they're doing. I mean, great photos to start with always make for great work, but how to display it all. And, and then uh, Amazon kicked on, and uh, they lowered the price of theirs to uh, compete against the Apple iTunes. But uh, I was at a Best Buy this weekend. Their prices were like 3 bucks higher than the iTunes Music Store for the same album. So it's a little, a little crazy out there. What price that would get. be for the physical media? Do you, yeah, do you actually media, purchase you know. physical media? I look. Oh. <laughs> You catch things on the turnstile because, of course, since the Beatles are out there, they're going to have stuff on the turnstile next to the DVDs and Blu-rays that I do look at. I, I, I do miss the physical media sometimes a little bit. I still have a lot of old vinyl. But if I were to actually purchase all the music that I have on, on my computer in, in physical format, I wouldn't have room for all that crap. Well, don't get me wrong. I haven't purchased the CD since 01. I wouldn't have the money for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I still buy uh, DVDs and Blu-ray, though. I, I believe in physical media for movies. But that's a different story, different topic. Uh, one thing to talk about that's off-topic, I was uh, given a shock as far as Mac Marketplace penetration when I went to get my car, uh, have an oil change at a, a local Chevy dealer. 
uh, I walked in, and usually um, the shops are just known for the cheapest Dells possible, and they're just typing away. There was a row of iMac. Nice. Right there. I mean, they, then the slim, beautiful keyboards all gunked up with cool oil <laughs> on it. It's like, yeah, all right. There's, there's, there's debris everywhere, but they're using IMAX, 20-inch IMAX. And I walk into the sales shop or the, the, you know, the front room looking at the cars, too, and there's IMAX in there, too. Bigger ones are using FileMaker Pro. You know, me being the person I am, I want to see what the shop was using. So they're actually remoting into, like, a Windows server but using the iMac as their base area. But it was interesting to see that they replaced their, you know, Usually Dell workstations with iMac. So this isn't the, the BMW dealership or something. No, this is Chevy, just run of the mill. Chevy. Okay, huh? So, it's kind of odd to see that in that location. So the Mac marketplace penetration might be a little deeper than some people think. Well, speaking about Apple, um, there's analyst forecasts out for 2011, and they're predicted to grow by nearly a hundred percent in terms of that they'll do 48 million iPads and 100 million iPhones next year. And that's comparing to 39.9 iPhones and uh, million? 7.4 million iPads for 2010. So well, That's only one analyst's view. Actually, most analysts are showing up about uh, 50% of that. Well, still, I mean, for a company that, that big, phenomenal. that much growth, if you don't have stock now, people... Turn off the podcast. Go go somewhere. Buy the Apple stock because it's pretty much a guaranteed payday at this point. My, could you imagine? It's at three hundred now, so year over year. <laughs> that yeah, buy a share. I remember back in two thousand one, it was eleven, and that's before the split. So <laughs> well, I'm kind of glad five k then one now share thing five hundred k today or more. A gift if I had known back. then what I know now. Oh, I knew it was a good deal then. I just can't act on it. Words of Dave Mustaine, hindsight is twenty twenty. Looking back, it's still a bit fuzzy. Dave Mustaine's the better guitar player, though, isn't he? No. Well, he wasn't. He's gotten a lot better since he yeah. had his hand issues while he was in detox and uh, relearned how to play. He's become a much better guitarist. But that's neither here nor there. What are we talking about? For uh, people that don't understand the uh, tie-in, that's Metallica versus Megadeth. That's <laughs> uh, because Dave Mustaine used to be in Metallica, and they right. kicked him out, handed him a bus ticket, and told him to get the hell out. I could talk about that for about 10 hours, so we should uh, probably get back to the technology here. Moving left along, uh, Windows Phone 7 apps are apparently easy to decompile. What that means is, uh, well, pretty much you can look inside what the app is made of, the code and all that. I, I find this absolutely hilarious, and I am not surprised in the least. Because of the big M, Microsoft? They do kind of have a track record, Michael. Yeah. Through most of their existence, uh They've had some pretty massive screw-ups. They, they don't see... It, it's like a lot of developers that I've known in the past uh, that just don't think to test before they release things into production. And, and Microsoft is very guilty of this. They, they don't really think about what they're putting out there until they realize somebody's broken into it and screwed everything up. And the, the, this is just another item in a long list of issues that Microsoft has where they they're leave gaping holes for people to, to tear into and... and Kill the magic and destroy what little is left of their reputation. So well, I, I, I say, kind of what apps? I mean, they have ten, a hundred, a thousand. They don't have a lot of apps on that thing. Pretty new, so it's pretty amazing that people would find it with that small number already. That people are like, I can crack into this thing. Well, yeah, just get an iPhone, guys. Okay, so you know, for for the layman or lay user create a new term here on OWC Radio. So what, what are we talking about here? Is that um, is there a security protocol breach? Absolutely. Well, th- think about it this way. You've got an intellectual property. You, you create this app. We'll say Angry Birds, whatever. 
and you, you release it to the store and you're looking to make money. And you find out that the company that's selling it for you doesn't have proper security in place and allows other developers to see exactly how you built that. So all the hard all the work, code, you, yeah. exactly. So all the hard work you put into that for your, your, your new idea, they have a copy of it. So someone can come out with angry cats now instead of angry exactly. Cats. And actually you've done 99% of the work for them because you did all the, exactly. the hard efforts of figuring out how to make the app optimized to work certain ways and all that. If you have a complicated app, if you have a simple app, eh, fine, they can read your content anyway. Sound to me like app developers aren't going to be... But, uh, th- think about it this way. Also, let's say Bank of America has a great app for my iPhone that I use five times a day. I don't want someone going into Bank of America's code to find out how they can access my account and what protocols are using to talk to their back-end servers. Uh-huh. That's jacked. Sniffing the network, all that. This, this is dangerous. This is a major screw-up. Okay. Okay. The bomber should be sweating like his PE coach aesthetic. You know, you're going to like this product. Run five laps. Except when you submit an app for approval, don't you agree to all their terms and conditions? And therefore, then you give up all your legal rights for anyone to be able to see your code. I'm not saying it's right. Trust me. But I'm, but I'm just saying most likely, yeah, that is the case. So, so basically then... The, I haven't read their, <laughs> yeah, I, I, their NDA or whatever I it is. I tend not to like, read much about Microsoft. I stray, stay away from them as much as possible. Sounds to me like more people would be developing for the uh, iOS. iOS. Even Android's got some issues, but, I mean, not like this. This is big. And this is, you know, what, a week after launch to have something this big come out? That's just crazy. So the the momentum they might have had with their $200 million marketing blitz. Isn't that about a record for uh, an exploit being found in a Microsoft operating system? Within a week? Yeah, Yeah. within a week. That, that, That probably would be a record, aside from Windows Mobile. Well, they put all the well again. They got two hundred million dollar marketing effort, so people are really focused on it like a laser and see what you can do with it. You got the hackers and people want to play out there. And heck, maybe this was somebody that uh, found out they could uh, get their own code easily. They were testing it themselves, and maybe it wasn't a you know a hacker, so to speak. Someone self testing to see how the security limits of their own system. Either way, the fact that Microsoft wasn't smart enough to catch this before. They released it into the wild. It's right. idiotic. It's asinine. So you think their little parade with the death of the iPhone was premature then? Yeah. Okay. Just slightly. Yeah, yeah. How many people have a Zune? You hear the, the but everybody who buys a Windows Phone 7 will get Zune. Wait, let me, let me give you a good sound effect. There you go. Crickets on the Zune. <laughs> I, I don't want to know how many hours you spent learning how to do that, man. <laughs> well, me and Dave Mustaine, we worked on it for uh-huh. a long, long time. Sure. <laughs> well, last week we discussed the Wired article is the web dead, and we went off on a pretty good tirade at each other, and it was a fun little debate. You can check out the last podcast if you haven't heard that yet. Uh, mainly about, um, you know, is are apps taking over where we stop using the internet as it is? But this week we'll talk a little bit about more of the back and with all the reports of um, piracy and government watchdogs being set up, and like uh, example like uh, Sweden's emails are going to be stored for uh, six months. Just that's due to the EU regulation. Most EU uh, partners are like that. Italy is exactly like that. Uh, the government needs to know what, who's logging on to the internet and when. So there's definitely more government watchdogs out there as far as the internet is concerned. And um, China hacked uh, U.S. internet data a while back. Uh, China, of course, denies it. There's tons of people saying they did it. About 20 minutes, and that, I think that would hit about two weeks ago. Actually, almost a month ago now. And there's still news even popping up to it now. So the other slant to that last week's argument is this week, will the internet be segmented apart as far as uh, country domains or hemisphere domains or uh, safe usage domains where maybe uh, communities of um, approved URLs can be used cross internationally or whatever. Uh, what's your thoughts on that, guys? Absolutely not. Dear God, is this Orwell? Is it 1984? 
Forget that. That's ridiculous. You can't. Oh, you know what? If we're if the government's having issues with China cracking into our stuff, then they should get smart. Call up 4chan and sick them. Say, we'll give you a reason. Go fix this. Because 4chan has a good, uh, I won't say a good, has a reputation of, of being capable of taking down pretty much anybody within a 24 to 48 hour period. For our listeners out there who may not know, can you please tell us what that is? 4chan? I don't really want to because most of it's pretty gross. But um, <laughs> 4chan is a site. It's kind of the, the bottom of the bucket filth of the Internet. Do not go there if you are offended by anything Anything at all. If you've ever been offended in your life, don't go there because you'll find it. Um, but there, there's a group of people on 4chan that uh, you've heard the name Anonymous that has made threats towards the uh, um, the Church of Scientology and things like this. And they've taken down Tom Cruise's website. They've, they've taken down a lot of people. Um it's essentially but a hacking group. It, 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 there's a hacking group. There's a group for horridly disgusting things that I will not get into. But the, these people, if they find something that they disagree with, uh, PETA or uh, Church of Scientology or what have you. By the uh, way, we really like them because we don't want them to bring us down. Yes, so, yes. hey, guys, everything's cool. Um, but oh, they, right. they have taken <laughs> measures, you know, hack the planet a la hackers, Angelina Jolie. Um, have taken measures to take people down on, on their own, regardless of laws. And well, it is the wild, wild. The internet is the wild, wild west. I mean, people can take sites down even if they don't mean to, just by having a ton of traffic going to the website. Well, absolutely. Yeah. But it, it, the government's having issues. Rather than putting up walls, because we saw how well that worked in down, you know, on the border. Um, I remember seeing an interview with George Bush, and in the background, you see people jumping the wall. Well, I thought you were talking East and West Germany, but yeah. Either way, it's it's well, that wall actually worked. It it works when you. Oh, never mind. <laughs> if we're having issues with people attacking us, we can take measures. But the the proper measure is not to put up a wall and say what I am and am not allowed to communicate over international waters. That is not their place. And I will not stand for that. If I have to move to Canada, I will. Well, it's not just the U.S., though. I mean, uh, I mean, you know, the Great Firewall of China. Yeah. The, I mean, anything related to Tiananmen Square is removed from anything. And you actually go to jail if you bring it up in China, mainly. Well, that's why I don't live in China. Right. But. Is that could that movement expand where it's like we're going to allow certain approved sites through? I mean, even Google has an alternate site for China. So, do we need to? Not do we need to? Is it going to be going to happen just because governments need to have a certain security where they can't? I don't even know why their systems would be online in the first place. But you know, highly highly secure systems that shouldn't be broken into maybe shouldn't be online at all. That's a different you know that's a different IT topic for uh, government relations. But a matter of could the web be moved on us where it's less international due to that type of I would say yes because it comes down to not technology but the way in which various societies are organized. When you have democracies and they're for the people, by the people versus dictatorships and even going back thousands of years to kingdoms, many countries are run like a kingdom. You agree with the king or off with your head. So and and while it's not used that way, where it's you know he's the king and queen, but but if you look at some of the basics of it and looking at you know medieval literature and things like that, I mean, you know it's it's you didn't have representatives that you know were elected and went and uh, you know we can get into that as a whole another debate, but we're supposed to do the business for you at least there at least there's a. Uh, an effort, you know, trances about the correct, you know, a, a transparency that. to have for the people by the people. Where other, I mean, you know, uh, won't mention countries by names so that you know no issues get started there. But let's face it, there's other countries where you know you either toe the line and agree with the state-run media or 
you're towing a line, and I'm mean, hanging well, on a rope. Yeah, you just had the woman who tweeted something in uh, China, and she's going to a labor camp for a year. Right. 46 so years old. I guess my, my point is, is I guess I'm not surprised. I would continue to see if, if more detente, maybe, is a, is a big 25-cent word, but if more societies, countries, whatever, don't open up, it's just the way of the world. I mean... Uh, and and who's to say never is never? I mean, when we were growing up, I mean, a bunch of us and hopefully our listeners, you know, 30, 40, 50 somethings. I mean, look at all the things that have happened just in the last 15, 20 years. I mean, right. the internet explosion of information out there is just unfathomable almost. I mean, we're, we're, we're starting to open negotiations or at least discussions with Cuba. I mean, look at the USSR. When I was a kid, I mean, if you were a Packer fan, you hated the Bears. And if you were American, you hated the USSR. It was that simple. But now it's, you know... Uh, well, things change, too, and they oscillate. I mean, Russia still has this anti-U.S. Yeah. mentality with, uh, towards us as well. But a little off topic, but would, we, would people even know if that limitation was made, you know, how many people, like in the U.S., would know that they don't have access to certain Chinese websites? How many Chinese websites are they visiting? I'm sure Chinese who have immigrated over use Chinese websites a lot. So they would have a direct impact. And they go, hey, why can't I get this anymore? But how many people in the society would know? Europe's different. Yeah, I don't yeah, really the, the problem myself. is that sets a precedent. Right. And that says, you it's know what? slippery slope. It's, you know, it's we, a big we, slippery slope. We, we don't like this, con- this content either, so you can't get to that. And- right. Well, it might not be that, though. It could always be where they have just submit your site for approval to be on there and as long as it's normally clean it's not a hacker site it gets through or something like that but i don't know how just to keep redirection of traffic from happening segmented internets but they're, they're also going to put themselves in danger because if you start taking things like that away from people oh you're just costing there, billions there, there of dollars are and, groups yeah. because you have online anonymity to, to, to a degree there are groups like the anonymous from via mm-hmm. 4chan that will push back and they will push back hard and dirty mm-hmm. So you have to walk a fine line, and I'd I'd prefer that the government didn't make steps like that. And I have a feeling that if they did, there will be, not from the, the all the masses, but from a small group that can do a lot of damage. There will be a revolt, and it will be messy. I mean, it would greatly impact Europe if they did walled, you know, country-based internets, just because Europe is really tight knit on on top of each other. Hence, the euro was made and all that, the social interaction they do. But as far as the U.S. goes, well, yeah. That I won't want to see any uh, regulation either. Have it be wild, wild west. But I do agree with kind of one thing uh, that's been kind of ta- uh, talked about, and that's uh, online bullying. The the anonymity of the web just allows people to have this really rancid, and they can really hurt even companies or anybody personally just by anonymously posting comments on either their website, company websites, or whatever to make just like a, if you want to comment, you have your online ID or whatever, and you're, you're one person. So you can speak, but people will know maybe your name. But well, then, it, it, there's, let's there's a look at the real well, issue here, but, man. Yeah. The, the issue isn't the fact that they have these capabilities. The issue is that most parents suck, and they're, they're not teaching their children properly, or they're not raising their children properly, so they're going out and doing malicious things like this. It isn't just parents. This is normal people who will comment on even on products or anything. It comes down to education and morality. Uh, there, there's plenty of tools that you could pick up a, a pickaxe and, and slash 50 people in, in, in Times Square. And it just it, should you stop that tool from being available? No. Or should you try and educate and people and work with people as human beings so they don't do stupid things? 
You can't just keep taking the tool away from the monkey because you don't like how it's using it. What you have to teach the monkey. It is the wild wild west, dude. You say wild wild west one more time. I'm just We're gonna, gonna duct tape your mouth, man. You don't like that Will Smith movie at all? That was like the best movie ever made. And there's another giant arachnid. <laughs> well, bringing things back to I suppose a little bit more of a OWC and newer tech bent. We uh, are happy to announce that all of our solutions have gone to or are going to this week three terabyte drives. Uh, we're with Hitachi right now, as well as Western Digital is now shipping their three terabyte as an eco-friendly storage solution with the WD Green Power technology, and that reduces power consumption and lowers operating temperatures as well. So. Uh, all of our uh, dual-bay solutions, our RAID solutions, including our multi-bay, our racks, and even our QX2 uh, are going down that route to a total of up to 12 terabyte. And boy, I guess <laughs> it never surprises me, especially when I go to Macworld Expo, how many people say, oh, you know, one terabyte, that's not enough. So when 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 are we gonna when when is it ever going to be enough? It'll be three terabyte and what's next? I'd like a 50 petabyte drive. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just what the, would you fill it with? Anything and anything? It's not what I'd fill it with. It, it's that stuff he was talking about earlier about all the you know that you have more than enough. You know, it doesn't I, matter. The, the whole it doesn't matter. I've got over eight terabytes of music in my house. It's a lot of music. That, that is. I'm well. I've been a musician for twenty years. So uh, it, to me, it's it's never going to be enough because as we get more speed, as we get more capacity, file size is going to increase because we're going to be able to get higher quality. So it's it's going to grow. You know, at, at some point will it be, hey, you've got this chip in your finger and that's all the data you're going to need for your lifetime. It's possible. I doubt it. So keep kicking it up and I'm I'm fully stoked that we have these drives, man. Well, yeah, so um, the nice thing is too, you have codecs that are more efficient than the previous codecs so you can actually store more data in less with less data. Hence the MP3 MP4 movement. I never liked MP3. I liked MP4 personally. That's my take. But then you could store a whole CD in 50 meg versus 500 on a CD. See, I, I, I prefer to have a much higher bit rate than MP3. Well, I don't like MP3. I like MP4. Well, still, it's not the same. It's not the same, but I, I, I definitely, you know, very, very little of my music is in MP3 format. I try um, and go for lossless personally. But. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, while we're on the topic of drives, and this is something that I think the MacBook Air perhaps has kind of brought to the forefront for us here, optical drives, are they relevant even more? And they're not needed as part of the MacBook Air at all? And Apple is distributing software on a USB key now. Uh, you know, upgrades. Well, the USB key is the uh, software restore disk for the MacBook Air. Okay. Pretty interesting. Well, you know, but again, other other points leading to, you know, are they even but relevant they anymore? We're coming up with products like the data doubler um, and, and the product itself, uh, which allows you to replace your optical drive with another internal hard drive or solid state drive in, you know, any of the Apple notebooks. Or in the case of the Air, to actually just make it lighter. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a very good selling product for us and, you know... Um, Without further ado, I mean, how often do you use your optical? Do you see yourself, uh, you know, uh, replacing it with a product like the Data Doubler from OWC? And I've used my optical drive one time in the last two years. Wow. Once. And it was because um, the, the wife didn't want to learn how to use an iPod and just wanted a CD for her new minivan. So I burned her a CD and that, that, that was it. I, I have no use for the optical drive. And I'm actually hopefully very soon going to be getting that... Uh, optical drive replacement in my MacBook Pro so I can have the secondary hard drive. 
No Snow Leopard upgrade for you? Or are you already on Snow Leopard? Oh, I've been on. How would you get to Snow Leopard without an optical drive? Uh, via a second boot up external hard drive. There you go. Okay. What about you, Michael? You using opticals? I'm pretty much in the same boat with Patrick once or twice a year. Um, if I were a gamer, well, that would be different. I'm not a, I'm not a computer gamer. Steam. Pro- yeah, you have Steam. Yeah. There you go. You don't need you don't need optical drives. That's old tech. Well, you do well, need optical drives the other, for the new stuff. Other though. side of that, just this last couple weeks, I've needed an optical drive about two or three times. Uh, I was involved in a theatrical production and putting, putting together all the sound effects and whatnot. And in order to get it into their system, because it was an older system, I needed a CD. Okay, there's a CD. Okay, now they also threw a bunch of photos at me. Hey, can we get these on a disc and whatnot? Okay, great. How old was this system where you couldn't put it on a USB key or, or a... Very old. It, it, well, then tell them to upgrade. That's not your problem. It's the college, but hey. <laughs> tell them to go to MaxSales.com and upgrade. Well, that brings up another point, though. Is the optical driving, though, it's low use. When you do need it, it's so important you do want it there. But then do you have options with external? Do, do you right. sacrifice that convenience of it being there once or twice a right. year versus adding internal storage that you're going to use on a regular basis, on a daily basis, and right. just offloading an, an those needs to an external? external. would be a good uh, alternative, and I think that's what I'd go with. Because uh, I actually did do that upgrade, that... Uh, with a data doubler and a OWC SSD. And while I enjoy the performance boost, there are times that I do miss having uh, an optical drive. Taking all my music that I have on CD and re-importing it because well, I because of that those yeah. smaller drives in, of the past and now we have larger drives. Well, now I, I can do this redo this at a better bit rate. Well, there is something to be said for active versus passive storage. Uh, passive meaning like on the optical drive, you burn that disc and you can probably store it as long as you store it in an air conditioned environment for about twenty years without worrying whether it's actually going to work mechanically like a hard drive would. You wouldn't want to store a hard drive for twenty years and then come back to it, plug it in, and assume the data is going to work fine. I mean, if they actually support Blu-ray to have that extra 50 gig versus 650 meg backup or DVD with uh, what dual layer gets you to 8 point something or other, 8.4, 8.7, whatever gig of data. I mean, that's kind of ridiculous for like, a, I wouldn't even store my iPhoto library. See, I just have a warehouse of three and a half inch of floppies that I, I write everything to. That would be the ideal. So yeah. if you need three inch floppies, where do you? Yeah, I've got about floppies? 80 million sitting there. You know. <laughs> Piled up 1.44 meg at a time. I think email killed the uh, and the internet killed the 1.44 yeah meg floppy. You you raised a good point there though, Michael. Our super multi drive, which is uh, CD, DVD, uh, read write, as well as Blu-ray, uh, burn. You can do a data disk of 50 gig plus all your other needs. Because going back to what kicked off the show with Beatles on iTunes. Um, that's why I was kind of shrugging my shoulders saying, so I just took all my Beatles CDs, ripped them into iTunes and wow, I've, I've got everything they have and I didn't have to spend any extra money. And so now I have it on CD. So if something mechanically fails, I still have it. Your CD catalog is a perfect example of a passive storage. How long have you had these CDs? 15, 20 years maybe. And they still work great. Put them in, they work. Glue hasn't separated yet. Active versus passive storage. Children didn't get to them. Exactly. (laughs) Sunlight. Well, in another odd bit of news, the uh, Autodesk CEO, the makers of CAD, um, or AutoCAD, should I say, predicts avatar-style movie-making on the iPad. Kind of, we have a big whatever to that, but what, and more interesting at the bottom of the list is that, uh, or the article is that for, uh, they've been, he says they've been in business 28 years. They sold 10 to 12 million copies, but since uh, they had a few of their guys tinker around the software and create an iPhone product 
or iPhone app for this, they sold uh, half a million right away. So 28 years, sell 11, about a month, sell half a million. That's that's a huge, huge change in how software is made and uh, just distributed. But what are you guys' thoughts on this whole Avatar movie-making thing, or maybe you have thoughts on the millions copies it made? The, the hype machine, and I apologize for being so negative this week, but the hype machine pisses me off so much because think about it. You're you're giving people yet again more unrealistic expectations. Oh yeah, Avatar wasn't just software. There's a whole hell of a lot of work that went into that movie, and, and telling people that you can make an Avatar style movie in your backyard with your iPad, BS, with something from Autodesk. Exactly, <laughs> you are so full of crap at this point. Well, you, well, you, you can do it with point. your desktop as long as you have access to all the software and hardware they use to make that amazing 3D movie. Because I'm just I'm just sitting here saying to myself, I really want to see this AutoCAD. Now, when I hear AutoCAD, I almost like get on my knees and like look at someone like, Wow, you know how to use that? Well, you're you know you're you're, you're godlike. Okay, I mean that that's you've got intense. 48 buttons on your mouse. Yeah, exactly. So it's like so now all of a sudden they're going to take something and dumb it down for an eye device, and but but you're going to be able to create avatar like movies. Yeah, yeah that's. There's such a string of slurs that I that I could not slurs. I'm sorry, uh, uh, swear words. Epitaphs. I well, I, th- I think what they're what he's thinking about to give him a to give uh, who is this the uh, Autodesk president uh, Carl Bass. There you go, Carl Bass. He's official. To give him a little bit of credit, I think he's predicting a long term future. But even then, I don't think people are going to be able to create the average. But but, but by the time, backyard. see if he's thinking long term future. Here's the problem with the expectations that people get. The realistic reality of it is, by the time they come out with an app that's powerful enough for some average Joe to make a movie like Avatar at home, the current technology of that time will be so far beyond that it'll look like an Amiga joke at this point. Yeah, exactly. But uh, Star Wars does hold up to this day. You know, I, 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 had vi- with models. I had video toaster too. I had an old Amiga. I had this. And if that functionality, that eight bit functionality were to come out, uh, not even eight bit, but whatever, if that were to come out on the, on the iPhone today, I wouldn't really be all that excited. No, no. So, I, so the, this perpetuating this, this ridiculous, Oh, I, I can't even put it into words. It's just, it's such a stupid hype machine. It's almost an affront to your sensibilities. Yes. Yes. Well, it sets, the, it sets the bar way too high for what can be done. I mean, if you view five, five, even just decadal, what you can do now for video editing uh, when you buy your Mac, what you can do out the box versus what you could do a decade ago. I mean, there, it's HD. You could still edit video a decade ago, but actually the iMac DV, what came out, 0102 timeframe, that was the big one. I mean, iMovie's been out for a long time, but yeah, I mean, you're not, it, it's how you use the tools. So just because you give people the tools doesn't mean they know how to use them. I mean, Avatar was a really highly complex integrated solution for how they made that movie. And, they, and Cameron actually waited around 15, I think it was like 15, 20 years before the technology caught up with his vision for how it could be done. So they said, hey, the technology's starting to catch up to what we can do here. Will, will the app come with the ping pong, ping pong balls to tape to your outfit so you can do the motion tracking? Or? <laughs> well, if you saw the creative, they, they even went smaller. They had P-bevel, P-sized balls all over your body to do motion capture. Regardless, so I, I have to do that with an iPad. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm stoked for them that, they, that, they're, that their software is selling and they, they've started to embrace newer technology and, and the way that the world is going. But saying things like that is just asinine. And he should be smacked. I, I have on my hand. I have a finger picked out for him. I'll <laughs> leave it at that. All righty then. <laughs> As we uh, mentioned earlier, uh, we've got a whole bunch of great Black Friday, Cyber Monday specials coming up here, and just letting you know a couple of some great deals we got here. Uh, eight gigs of memory starting at a hundred bucks. 
That's that's a great price there. Optical drive upgrades available uh, starting at 25. Blu-ray disc drives from uh, 79 and up. Our best of class SSDs starting at 89 bucks. I mean that that that's a great price on that. Our Voyager docking stations starting from 20 bucks. Plus we also got a couple great bundles to go with those. Uh, so that way you don't have to go searching for a hard drive. We've got a ton of Apple accessories coming up. Got the aluminum keyboard starting at uh, $23.99. The extended aluminum keyboard, my personal favorite, starting at uh, $27.99. Apple Magic Mouse. Those who love multi-touch like uh, our very own Mike H here, $49.99. And the Magic Trackpad. And that's starting right around $60 there. iPad keyboard and dock if you all want to... Send Mike H a ton of those because he loves his iPad. That way he can just set it in, in, in every surface of his house. You can do it for real cheap because they're going to uh, $27.50. And there's a ton more. All you got to do is go to MaxSales.com. OWC Chris here uh, tasked everyone for this show to come up with, first, their favorite OWC newer tech product that's under $25. But I'm going to head right off the top while uh, OWC Patrick here is thinking about his because he's looking at me like, what? Like, I'll go old school, the dog and the Victrola. So there, that's how old I am. See, I, I, I don't think I got the memo on this okay. one. My apologies. Well, I'm, I'm going to blow you, you the whole... Did get the memo? No, I didn't fill out my TPS reports. I apologize. Well, I'm going to blow the whole thing out of the water because it was supposed to be under 25 and I'm going to go with something that's 27 and it's worth the extra two bucks because it's so cool, and that is the newer tech seven-port USB hub. And again, we're going to hear the crickets. I got to do that. All right. The reason why, listeners, I'm telling you about this thing is, is because unlike most hubs, this comes with a three and a half amp power supply so that each and every one of the ports delivers the USB 2 spec of 500 milliamp power. You're, okay. You're still saying, so what? Well, here's the point. Now you can have every one of your devices, whether you want to run it, charge it, access it, whatever, plugged into this hub and utilize it fully functional. Most of the other hubs on the market, in fact, that's why we came out with this product, they don't have as robust enough a power supply, so therefore some or most of the ports won't have enough power to drive your device. And here's a perfect example. I have one at home, not the our newer tech model, something that I picked up from another company a long time ago. And I plug in a drive, and I'm waiting for it to spin up and show up on my desktop, and, and my iPad or my iPod is charging, and my printer is on, and blah blah blah. And I'm like, what is going on with this drive? And here, this little tick 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 tick. I'm like, huh? I bet the drive isn't getting enough power. So I unplug everything. Two minutes later, after figuring out the mess of spaghetti on my desk, I plug in the drive, and boom, it spins right up, and I access it. So for those of you that are looking for convenience, accessibility, True use of a powered hub, newer tech, seven-port USB hub for $27. That is OWC's grant recommendation for your holiday gift-giving this season. OWC Mike here, uh, Mike H. We have two Mikes here. I'm recommending the NewView Anti-Glare for iPhone 4. Uh, personal story, I actually uh, scratched the back of my iPhone 4, and I usually like keep my products brand spanking new looking, so uh, to me it was like, no! But um, the nice thing about our uh, new view anti-glare uh, f- for iPhone 4 is that, I mean, it's priced about half of what everybody else is priced out there for it. And it requires no liquid to attach. It's statically attached with slight stickiness in the bottom side. So, And it, it actually looks like there's nothing on the phone. 
for the most part, unless you really look for it. And it's anti-glare, so it, um, it softens the glare, so it's not such a hard mirrored edge. You still get glare on it, but um, it really uh, softens it a lot. And uh, it's super easy to install, and it's only twelve ninety nine. It comes with a back uh, clear film as well that is not the anti-glare on the back. It's only anti-glare on the front. Um, but both adhere the same way with just a sticky back and static for the most part, keeping it on there. And it keeps it on there real well. And uh, way better than any product I've tried before. I've tried a few of the others with uh, acquired liquid adhesion to put on there, and that's just BS. This thing's only twelve ninety nine. Check it out. Okay, well... This is uh, Chris S. And uh, actually, Grant uh, got the assignment slightly wrong. It didn't have to be an OWC or newer tech product, just something that we sold here at OWC. And I had to go with uh, the Mac Alley uh, Metro case for the iPod uh, Touch 3G, or yeah, third generation. What I liked about it mostly is one, it's a hard case as opposed to a, you know, a gel case or something like that. The other thing that I really liked about it is that when you put it on there, it actually makes it the same size as an iPhone 3GS, so you can use things like the newer tech uh, uh, window mount and things like that. Um, it's inexpensive. I believe it runs about 22 bucks or so, 22 oh, so 23 came under the 25 price tag that you had? Okay. This was the McCallie Metro Clear? McCallie Metro. I've got a product that I would recommend to anyone. I've actually had at least 20 friends purchase this as a result. Uh, I don't know what the cost is. I might ask Mike to look it up, but uh, Newer Tech has a little toolkit. Oh, yeah. The, uh, uh, what is it? The 11-piece toolkit? Yeah. Yeah, how much does that run? It's like, what, seventeen seventeen ninety nine, I believe. Yeah, and for 17 bucks, you get this little cool kit. Cool kit? Cool, cool kit. We, that's what we go. should call it. Cool we kit. should have called it the cool kit. Um, with with all the screwdrivers and, and all the little tweezers and everything you're going to need to get into your devices, take them apart, repair them. And this isn't just for your, your hard drive cases and everything. I use this for my kids' electric toothbrushes, for all the toys around the house. This toolkit is coming so handy for me. Uh, and, and I would definitely recommend that anyone pick this up because it's it doesn't cost much. It's it's less than taking a couple people out to McDonald's. <laughs> You know, and I, I want to know more about the toothbrushes and the toolkit. What what did you use that for? Well, no, my kids all have electric toothbrushes, the, the cheapy ones that you get at Walmart. They have two AA batteries in them, and just like any other kid device, it's got a tiny, tiny, tiny screw to to access the battery port. Just like the we have this little turtle that puts stars on the ceiling at night for the kids. Um, little things like that all have seventeen ninety five. Oh, I was off by four cents. Look at yeah. that. But it's come in handy so much that I, I i'd be kind of screwed without it so i'd say absolutely pick one cool. up and it comes in its own case it's a nice uh leatherette case a nice, nice zipper case yeah. yeah so before we wrap up i want to tell you that you know with uh thanksgiving around the corner we're certainly blessed here we're very thankful for everything that uh owc is and does for us and we're wishing you and yours a very peaceful and blessed Thanksgiving holiday as well. And then once you're done feasting, come back on Friday, Black Friday, and then again on Cyber Monday to www.maxsales.com. We're going to have iPhone cases starting as low as 5 bucks. We're going to have enclosures at just crazy prices. Our SSD, um, <laughs> 99 bucks for a industry-leading SSD. So you really need to come back, check out the site, Look at for all the deals. Um, OWC Larry has been spending some very sleepless nights just putting together just a slew. Is, is that is it a slew or a slew? Slew. Slew of products. <laughs> a slew of products for you guys. So we're hoping you take advantage of it. And again, there's some uh, yet to be announced deals on that too. So stay tuned for that during the week. Exactly. So and actually, while you're online, make sure you stop by. Um 
the CES uh, Meet Me at CES web contest. Oh, yeah, that, that contest ends November 26th. You still have some time to vote for your favorite uh, Meet Us at CES video. You go to www.cesweb.org slash contest. Yeah, we're about the fourth or fifth video down uh, the list. I think it all depends on who's doing it. Some people said, well, it was the fifth one down. Every time I've checked it, it's been the fourth one down. But, yeah, it's uh, OWC gets you out of the slow lane or gets you into the fast lane. I forgot the name of it already. Either or. It's all Something good. like that. It's about lanes. So from all the gang here at OWC Radio, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next episode. Good. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Oh, wow, wow.